0: Hey everyone, Becky from the SHIFT team here, and we're back with a brand new series to celebrate the Symposium launch, a virtual gymnastics educational event hosted by SHIFT June 10th to June 12th. Introducing the SHIFT Symposium's guest speakers, Tom Meadows. This week's mini podcast episode is another of the 2022 SHIFT Symposium's guest speakers, Tom Meadows, one of the most highly respected coaches in the U.S. of Cypress Academy. Tom has one of the most impressive journeys in gymnastics, with multiple junior and senior national team members, as well as World and Olympic team members. Some of the most notable athletes that Tom has coached include John Horton and Chris Brooks. Tom will be presenting on day two of this symposium, discussing everything you need to know about parallel bar skills
1: injuries being high and definitely, um, the mental strain of gymnastics itself. I think, you know, we've always seen a slow decline of the, of the sport, unfortunately, on a little bit of a JO and the college level, especially. But I'm curious about what you think. I'm sure you've talked with a lot of guy coaches about how to keep the programs alive at the JO level, but also how to keep some of the colleges alive. So I went to Springfield College, which is a D3 school, and I had an amazing experience. It changed my life forever. But every guy that I've talked to is like, man, I just as soon as I got to college, it like refired my love. But then now we're seeing it's so hard because so many college programs are kind of drifting down. I'm curious about I talked with Jake and uh, Dave about this on a different podcast, but I'm curious about your thoughts about what we have to do as a community or what we have to do as a sport to kind of keep more men's programs alive, keep men's coaches involved. I know that's really tough, but also keep the colleges kind of alive and well.
2: That's a tough one. You know, that's a real battle. You know, I mean, we're fighting, we're fighting reality of expenses mm-hmm. you know, and you hate to say it, but when it comes all down to it, it's the mighty dollar mm-hmm. and our sport doesn't bring in money uh, on the men's side, especially. I mean, the you look at the stands at U.S. Championships, the guys' session, and the girls' session, you know, and and the girls are successful and they're girls, and so that the for some in our country, the popularity of women's masks is just so much higher than the men on that stage, which is a shame uh, because our men are, are are great athletes and they're doing great stuff, um, mm-hmm. and on the college level, it's the same way, uh, those guys are awesome, uh, yeah. they're doing a great job. I mean, when you look at team sport. Uh, You go watch a team, uh, a gymnastics men's meet, and the concept of team is unheralding. And I'm not putting out other sports. Other sports are great when you go to those college atmospheres, but the gymnastics atmosphere, when you really truly get in the gym and watch a college meet, I mean, you see one guy competing and the rest of them competing with him. They're on the sidelines going crazy. And I mean, it's, and they're truly a, a team and a cohesive unit. Uh, and so we've got to find a way to uh, kind of expand on that and promote that aspect mm-hmm. of, of how good team men's gymnastics is to the communities, to the businesses to really buy into that concept because until we can get them to buy into a, a team sports and to really see that love, uh, mm-hmm. it's gonna be tough because, it, Again, we're fighting dollars with 500 people in the stands. Yeah. I mean, I don't care what what you're doing. 500 people in the stands at a at a university level uh, that doesn't make money. It doesn't, yep. doesn't bring in TV contracts. You know, uh, it's great to see some TV, some gymnastics being shown up on the Big Ten networks and and even you know the the, the Pacific Conference champion, the, the Oklahoma's being shown on uh, some different uh, Fox Sports Southwest now it's great to see yeah. them back us for many years. We didn't have any coverage at all. Yeah. Uh, but until we can get some, some real media coverage out there, uh, I, I think we're going to be in a tough, tough battle. So is there a way to get our sports out more mainstream? You know, we get the, the single cameras on the, on the events at NCAA championships and you have to get on your computer to go find it yeah. and listen to it. And it's great to watch, uh, But how can we get that that live and mainstream? I mean, even and I I hate to be critical, but USA Gymnastics, I mean, our 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 men's championships—you had to be on a computer to watch it the first day. Yeah, Uh, you know, and again, weekend. Yeah, and we go NBC, and you know, it's it's how do we get that back out there to be live? I mean, I was a kid. Again, I'm a product of '84. 84 beyond I was watching NCAA championships 86 87 I was watching UCLA and Nebraska I was watching mm-hmm. these guys go at it back then and I was I was a UCLA gymnast fanatic yeah. uh, I mean I wanted to go there I was in Florida I was a freak for UCLA gymnastics uh, I, that's what I love Peter Vidmar you know uh, Mitch Gatler, these guys that was what I wanted to do it was on TV so we had this something to look to. Uh, and now, I mean, I know computers and all this stuff is, is easy to get to, but it's not going into the living room and getting right. that nine, 10 year old boy watching ESPN. Heck we were on the wild world of sports really? uh, for competitions. Uh, you know, got to see the skier crash on the way down and then gymnastics was on, uh, on a Saturday afternoon. You know, you had to come in from playing outside to go watch gymnastics because you wanted to, and it was in front of everybody. So, how do we find a way to get away from the computers and all this is, this is awesome, but how do we get it out of the computer screen and onto Mm. the main screen to really hit that, that community to then get people more involved and more interested to get back into the universities, to give the money back to the universities, back to the alumni associations to help build this program again, because, because we're at a dire straits right now. Uh Uh, I mean, we're, we're we're so low. Uh, I mean, heck uh, again, I mean, I was competing in from 90 to 94 and I was competing against UCLA and Iowa state when they dropped their programs. Yep. I mean, UCLA dropped in 1994 and I was a product of watching them, you know, almost the whole Olympic team in 84 was from UCLA. How right. like 12 years later, that program lose our Olympic team, basically. You know, yeah. and I was competing against them. They were, their bench was next to us uh, and thinking they're done. After this meet, if we beat them, they're done. Mm. And we beat them. We moved on in NCAA championships. Their program was done. It's an individual to go to NCAA. It was gone. I mean, that was heartbreaking as an athlete and heartbreaking in the future of the sport. And since then, I mean, it's just been, been – I mean, UCLA went down. Now we're down to Berkeley, who's a self-funded program. Wow. Uh, you know, Thank God we have money going into the program to help self-fund it. But uh, these programs are just so essential to men's gymnastics because, I mean, it, it's – it's crazy because they're so essential to men's gymnastics. Kids get into sport. Parents put kids into sport because they want to be collegiate athletes. They want to go get college scholarships. Yep. And knowing how few opportunities there still are, just having those opportunities keeps feeding our sport. Uh, you know, whether it's the J.O. kid, the rec kid, or the elite kid, it's still feeding our sport with that mindset of, oh, we can maybe go do it in college. And you can. You can go do these club programs. So I think another way to do it is we've got to support the club programs. And that's a mindset of the parent. That's communication to the parents because there's too often the parent thinks, oh, a club program is low-level gymnastics. Right. And that's not for my kid. It is for your kid. Mm-hmm. Club gymnastics is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's the, the, and the level of, of athlete is, is great right now because there's so many programs. There's great athletes at these club programs. Kiwan Watts is a phenomenal athlete. And yep. he's at Arizona State University, which is a club program. He was at USA Championships winning medals on the floor at USA Championships. And he's at a club program. You know, so, I mean, how, how awesome is that? When I was in college, University of Washington had athletes at USA Championships every year. And they were a club program. And so if we can also continue to support these club programs, I think we can still still continue to grow college gymnastics. And it might not be, you know, Division One and and – and uh, scholarship type athletes, but if we can grow the college community, we can still continue to grow our sport and grow okay. opportunities for our kids to come out of out of high school. Because that's a that's a bad concept. Is these these parents thinking, "Oh, if I can't go to co- college scholarship, then so my kid can't get to college." Because yep. there's so many opportunities out there. I think I don't know the number of colleges. I want to say it's in the 70s. How many yep. club programs there are in college right now? Wow, that's From crazy. In, I didn't know that. And, it, 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 and I'll tell you what, I've, I've heard a lot of people, I haven't had the opportunity to go, but the, uh, that club championships that is hosted in USAG helps host that meet, which is awesome, I yep. hear is one of the most outstanding events to go participate in. And so my, now my challenge there is, why is that not on the media?
0: Right, right.
2: Why is that not able you know, make? Okay, that might not be TV coverage, but why is that not being web streamed for all mm-hmm. of our kids to watch and participate in? Get that on the web. Get that out there so these parents and these kids can see, man, I got Arizona State, I got UCLA, I got Washington, I've got all these other programs, Texas, Texas A&M, Baylor. I got all these other opportunities to go and and look at these guys competing as a team. Uh, They're doing awesome. And so I think that's another opportunity we're missing out on is how can we get that stuff out into the media somehow as well and not just a little blurb on a website, oh, here was the meat. Here's some highlights. Let's get that out there. Sure. Because the number of men and women that are competing in that is is incredible. And those are those are incredible people. Those kids that are keeping those programs going are awesome people. And those are the people that can be the leaders of our program in the future as well. Because those guys are self self-funded, self-determined, self-coached. They run yeah. their own programs. They, they they travel their own programs. Those are the leaders of our sport that we need to tap into
1: yeah i completely agree and it's, it's funny you mentioned about ucla we had a very similar relationship with um temple so obviously we compete against temple a lot and man those guys those guys are our best friends we used to have them at our houses all the time and hang out with them and like when their program went down it was just absolutely heartbreaking to watch those guys because they were they were legit man temple was a great program and to see them fall was was tough but i, I agree with you i think and dave made this point really really well and so did jake's they're saying that the college programs from the men's side especially you know given the the code being open and stuff like that but like that's our main feeder system for national team and for for these big world championships against and like I think if the USA gymnastics did a better job of highlighting how important those colleges were for our program success in the elite level I think a lot more people would realize and see that coverage is huge but I agree I mean like I was saying before like doing things like putting men's championship the same day as women's championship like for coverage and stuff like that it's like man you're just asking to just get shot in the foot and like you have to be better about highlighting the specific mm-hmm events for men's gymnastics and like you know winter cup or things like that that were big back in my day i watched those online and I was hooked man that was like all yeah. i did was
2: yeah that, that, that's all it needs to I mean, and, and kids they're they're attached to their phones and attached to their computers but we've got to hit the parents too yeah I mean, sure I, i'm a parent i'm not on my phone all the time i'm not sitting on my computer following all these you know it's just you know the 14 year olds know more about these computers and phones than we do yeah. And, and so, but the parents are the one that's going to put them in the sport, exactly. uh, the kid, you know, how many six-year-olds come up and say, mommy, I want to do gymnastics. Yeah. You know, how many six-year-old boys say they want to do they, Hey mom, I want to do gymnastics. Hey dad, I want to do gymnastics. It yeah. doesn't happen often. The parents are the ones putting them in. So it's not just hooking the kids, it's hooking the parents. And how do we get to the parents? Cause For the sure. parents aren't going to go do this on the computer all the time. They're going to, they come home, they click on the TV to kind of hang out and relax a little bit. I, I know I do. I've got all my programs recorded. Yep. And so how do we tap into them a, a little bit better to, to get this, this visual out there uh, mm. and, and make them understand that we have this opportunity to go beyond because once the men's gymnastics uh, loses more opportunities, I think we lose more opportunities to keeping kids in the gym because that's why they're there. Uh, yep. I mean, if you go ask kids' parents why they're in gymnastics, especially males age 13 to 16, 95% of them will say, to go to college, try yep. to get a college scholarship. Yep. You know, 95% of our male athletes who graduate high school don't get scholarships. Exactly. Uh, so where are they going? What are they doing? And and so I think that's that's the big concern right now that everybody's trying to trying to deal with. And we say, you know, we need to highlight these club programs because if we get more club programs and, and we start getting these higher level athletes that get club programs and, and better programs, who knows? Maybe the door does open to open up a, to start a new program and get some more visibility. But if we get more visibility in these programs, I think it helps support the Division I program mm, and, right. and support that. And the more bottom you have, you know, that old triangle, the more bottom here, the better the top's going to be. And we can continue to feed that program. And, you know, who knows? Maybe we do get another program back.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think everything The other thing you you highlighted really well, and I think something you do so well with the guys that you work with at Cypress and stuff is like, you got to remember that parents are a lot of times getting involved in gymnastics. The first place is because they want to have some place like blow off steam, but also they want, they want to raise good kids. They want like kids that are well disciplined, that have good values that, you know, follow a team environment. Like they're kind of looking for those things. Like I want my kid to be a good human. And I think gymnastics is one of the sports to do that. But that's the other thing we have really well too is, you know, gymnastics is like, you know, the slogan, like start here, go anywhere. Like you got to hook those parents. on like man, you can your kids will become better humans because they do gymnastics. And I think that's a really good starting point to get them involved for the advertising. And then from there, you can work
2: your way down to like the, this competitive side, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's the highlight of the club programs. Yep. I think that's the big, highlight. I mean, you get I mean, again, self-funded, most of them coach themselves or they get yep. somebody at a club program, a junior program that wants to help out. Uh, they raise their own money. They don't have boosters. They don't have alumni associations. They're raising their own money. They're creating their own plan. They're creating their own itineraries. They're traveling alone. They're doing, they do everything. And I mean, if you want a college kid, oh, and by the way, he goes to school, he gets yeah. great grades, yeah. he's an athlete. Uh, I mean, what other better leader for anything beyond gymnastics is there? And so mm-hmm. if we can get that out there and really publicize that and get that into the living rooms to these parents. Uh, then you get more buy-in there with the next step of of, of what's next after high school. You know, Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. My kid's not a national team member. Uh, He's a great jo gymnast. He took top three at national championships in the jo division. What's next? You know, what can we do next? And if we can get more of those kids, not just involved with division one and these, these scholarship programs, but the other programs and start stockpiling them there as well and improving our sport, uh, at that level, I think we can we can start making, having conversation with the other universities in terms of hey now we're we're ready to go let's start let's start you know talking about getting a program back into Division One so we can compete again at the at the, the varsity level uh, because it's going to take one program you know and everybody's been saying it for twenty years now let's get one program added um, yeah. I mean I in my career there's never been a program added only a, yeah. only a drop. Yeah, and I would love to see one time in my career to see one program added. Because yeah. uh, if it happens, I mean, it, it, that's all we need—one program yeah. to add. Maybe another program will add. You know, who knows? I um, mean, you hear about girls' programs adding. Uh, well, if they can do it, why can't we? And they're not large. They're not Division One programs. They're not you know, University of Texas, where they're going. Oh, all of a sudden, everybody's going to come join. They're smaller Division Three, Division Two programs. That's all we need. We need a yeah. Springfield. We need a UIC to come back. We need a Santa Barbara to come back. I mean, I, I remember you say Springfield and Temple. When I was at Gymnasium and, 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 and uh, Parquets, that was Temple and Spring. I competed against Springfield College. <laughs> I a club program, go compete against Springfield College uh, yeah. in a dual meet. It was awesome. Sometimes a try meet, Navy would come in. It was awesome. Uh, yeah. So if we can get those opportunities back again, I think we could really uh, start highlighting these, these kids because that's what it is. It's about these kids. It's not just, okay, yeah, we want to make our sport better, but why are we trying to make our sport better? So these kids have the opportunity to enjoy our sport and then grow because that's what it's all about.
0: Yeah,
1: for sure. Absolutely, man. There's so much like, you're just a wealth of knowledge and information, but I don't want to, I don't want to take too much of your time here. So I don't, I guess my last question is, is do you have any, any parting advice to the, the younger male coaches or the people that are involved in gyms and stuff like that? Things that you, do now that you look back at your younger self and you were kind of shaking your head at or things like that that are, you know, really important.
2: So do we have about three more hours to yeah, go to The things go. Uh, <laughs> <been> wrong? <laughs> everybody, everybody screws up. Man, everybody, I came out of college, you know, and I went when I was coaching my first year, I was 21. I was yep. coaching at home Gold. I came, I was 22 when I came down here, you know, and I was coaching with Bill as a 22 year old. Hotch, let's go, man. Let's go make champions. Uh, and uh, there's tons of stuff that, that everybody does wrong. And that's mm-hmm. the one thing I did wrong back then was I wanted to be awesome now. Yep. I wanted to be great now. I'm coming out. I have all this. I was with Mark Williams. I was in Oklahoma. I came from a great junior program. I was a national team member. I'm going to be great now with everybody. Yep. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Uh, my, my I guess the biggest thing I would say, and, and I had another great mentor for many, many years, was Moss Watnabi, and, yeah, nice. and 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 Moss is the original gangster. Yeah. That dude <laughs> could come into a gym and look and see somebody for five minutes and be able to predict his gymnastics and fix his gymnastics and tell exactly what he needed to do to make changes. I mean, the dude was, was unbelievable. And yeah. I... Bill brought him into our program a couple times. Uh, and when I took over, I continue to bring Moss in for 10 years. I yep. didn't mess with Moss was awesome. Um, and so I guess a, a couple of different things is attach yourself to good people and yep. don't be afraid to ask questions. Uh, don't, I don't care how good you think you are. You can always learn and, and you can always ask questions. And the one thing about our sport and, and our coaching community is we don't mind sharing. Yeah. Uh, we don't mind sharing information. I don't mind sharing. I let anybody come into our program. I'll answer any question because we do want to get our programs better, our country better. So if you have a hotshot kid and I can help out, let me know. I'm going to help out because what that's going to do is it's going to push our program to get better uh, Mm -hmm. at every level. And so the big thing is don't, don't be afraid to ask questions to anybody uh, about anything, whether it be, you know, a simple handstand, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know what Dave's talking about. He had a good handstand in high school. <laughs> husband, we competed with him. He was around the same age as Raj, so we used to go at it. But he did yep. know. They, they, he had a good handstand. Uh, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions to anybody because you're going to learn something. Uh, yep. and, and the big thing is to be patient. I wasn't patient. I wanted to be great right now. And I made a ton of mistakes with kids with, with trying to push them a little too fast and, and not necessarily skills they shouldn't be doing. Pushing them a little bit harder than they really were willing to do, and so yep. you've got to be, got to understand your kids in terms of where they're at, because you want to develop the love of the sport. Uh, you want they they've got to love the sport to want to work hard later, uh, because if they're not there, uh, you're going to push them out of the sport. Uh, yep. So don't be afraid to to give a little bit, have a little fun. My biggest weakness as a coach right now is still that creativity to have fun. Uh, to play the games because, you know, you get that, I, I want to get better. We got to do, do A plus B plus C to get D. And so don't be afraid to have those uh, that, that fun aspect to it. Um, we play a lot of games when it gets in the competition side, uh, but it's hard to play games. Other times for me, we have fun in training. and We joke around, we have, but, but have some fun with the sport. Um, mm-hmm. But come up with a plan. and I think that's the biggest mistake people have. They don't truly have a plan. Oh, yeah, I know what we're going to do this week. I know what we're going to do this Uh, next week, but come up with a plan. You know, if you're truly in a program situation and you wanna have these kids be successful and you see this little hot shot, a little nine-year-old, do you have a plan for winning 16-17? Do you have an idea of what you're gonna do and how you're gonna get there, or are you just gonna work hard every day? If you're gonna work hard every day, that's great, but you don't see that future. And so my, my my biggest thing I would say is put yourself in a room, put things on paper. Make a long-term plan with these kids so you can work yourself backwards. And whether it be with the one kid or with your whole program, you got to do the same thing. Uh, the one thing I learned from Moss was 10 years. He said, if you're starting with a program and you want it to be great, a well-rounded program, it's going to take you between five and 10 years to get there. It's, mm. it's not going to happen in two years just because you have a couple good kids. With a couple good kids, for me, isn't a program. Right. That's a couple good kids. You know, how can you sustain a program and keep that going for long term? And it's a five to ten year plan. You've got to have that plan put in place. You have your older guys, your younger guys, your middle guys. And when they're getting older, do you have a plan for the next group to come up to continue that success? Because too often you'll see a coach have that one group and they go through all the way through and they get that group and they graduate on. And then where'd they go? (laughs) Yeah. You know, Are they starting all the way over again, or have they just kind of – we don't have anybody else. Yeah. And so what well, we, pride, we pride ourselves on the program concept. That's what I said all the way back in the beginning. My five, sixes, and sevens, they're good kids. They're good gymnasts. We're not winning all the meets. We're not unbelievable athletes. We're not going out to future stars and winning future stars. But when we get to eight, nine, and ten, that 12-year-old and up, that's when we start hitting our stride. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was something I learned a long time ago was you've got to get there. You've got to be super patient and have that plan and that progress set and some kind of a written down plan and idea how to get there. Uh, And you've got to talk to people to find out what, how that, how to get there. Because if you're young and coming out, you have an idea of it, but talk to people that have been there. Talk to people around you that have been there and talk to people that have struggled with it. Because what I have learned is the best things I've learned are what not to do not what to do mm-hmm. because when you know what not to do, you won't repeat it mm-hmm. and then you won't continue to make that mistake. But until you know what not to do, you're going to continue making those mistakes yeah. uh, and, and shooting yourself in the foot. So the one thing that's, that's the biggest piece of advice is, is figure it out when you know what not to do, write it down to remind yourself, don't do mm-hmm. that again. You know, don't do that plan. Don't do that process. Don't do that drill. Go through that, that stepping that those steps try to go back and retweak those steps or the plan or uh but you've got to be willing to to kind of take those hits and and write that down and 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 remember it so you can go back and not repeat the same mistakes because too often you see coaches repeating the same mistakes over and over and over again and they come be, "Well, I'm doing this drill, I'm doing." Well, are you are you doing it the right way at the right time with the right kid? Uh mm-hmm. so really go back and self-analyze yourself. With what you're doing with the program and, and and how does it fit in your program and uh because again what works for for me isn't going to work for you and what works for you isn't necessarily going to work for me so so have your program not someone else's program in your gym
1: yeah, man, I love that. And uh, I think that's a really good place to end. But before it, we go, I just want to say that I, I think myself, I speak for a lot of people saying that we just appreciate all you've done over the years, and you're certainly someone who a lot of people look up to. And so I think you're a really good voice of reason, especially in, a, in an era of gymnastics that's very, very tumultuous
2: right now. we so, really little reasonable sometimes out there, but uh, I, I appreciate you having me on. I've I've I, I've met you at National Team Camp a couple years ago, and I'll, I'll tell you right now that my warm-up in my gym and my shoulder prehab is still the stuff that you gave me uh, a couple of years ago that I've been using and it's, uh, it's that it's science that works and yeah. it's something I've done over the years. And I, uh, when I find something that works and that's the one thing that I, I will say is don't be afraid to try stuff. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't understand it. Don't be afraid to try it because you never know what's going to work. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I, I appreciate you for having me on because, uh, I, I've been around, oh my gosh, for a while now. Uh, and, uh, I, I had great people ahead of me that weren't afraid to share their information and mm-hmm. help me. And, uh, I hope that I can do the same thing for, for anybody and everybody else out there. You got questions want to help out want a little help with something. You know, I say that all the Congress lectures I do or GAT lectures or wherever I have a open book. I have no problem sharing what we do. There's no secrets. I didn't invent anything. Uh, I've gotten creative with a couple drills and things that I do, but, uh, some ideas, but, uh, I don't have an invention. Uh, I just try to create things that work for my program. And I I, I love to share because I, I love the sport, and I want the sport to continue to grow, especially on the men's side, because we'll see ourselves up on the top of that podium one day. Yeah, uh, We have the athletes. We have the coaches. We have the programs. We just need to find a way to make it all work at the end.
1: Yeah, man. Absolutely. I'm super flattered that you're still using the stuff that we gave you that one time. And so I'm glad it's helpful. But uh, I, I feel like after we air this, people are going to really want another podcast that's a little bit more technical in nature. So this might be the first start of the Tom Meadow series.
2: <laughs> uh, this is Dave's series. I'm just happy to be a part of it.
1: <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so much. We'll let you go. I know you got a busy day ahead, but uh, no appreciate problem, your time. Man. And uh, if you need anything from us, just, just
2: let me know. Anytime. Same thing, bud. Have a great day. All right. Thanks, man.
0: Hopefully you enjoyed this mini podcast episode. Tickets and full information can be found online at science.com forward slash 2022 shift symposium.